1: Rule of two it's episode
2: 48. Oh, my God. 48. Jesus. And we're back. We're back together. Mark Fernandez is back. We're not doing it live this time. We had some uh, holiday plans, so uh, you're getting a little uh, canned version, but it's not going to take Did it we away. jump to shark already, 48? 48.
3: Jump to Bantha? Nah.
2: No. We're right? fine. We're fine. Right? We haven't Keep... jumped the shark yet. I mean, yeah. maybe this is the episode. This is it. <laughs> this is the jump to, jump to Bantha episode. Right. But I – there was a question that was posed to me by uh, by a great person, Chris Doman, who uh, gave me this little insight into Star Wars when I was talking to him. I wanted yeah. to throw it to you. And mm-hmm. I thought it would be good conversation for everybody listening at home. Is there a Star Wars character that you can think of that has had a happy ending? Well, wow. Star Wars is a fairy tale at the end of the yeah. day, right? And we usually have happily ever after. Now, Return of the Jedi, we got close. But then – you know, shit went down, first order rose from the ashes of the empire. happy ending um prequels I mean, look, there's definitely been a character that's had a happy landing. There's been plenty of happy landings <laughs> right. i mean uh, Anakin i could I could argue Anakin ended up having a happy ending because he was yeah. able to look upon his son with his own eyes, yeah, coming back from the dark side redeeming himself throwing the, empire, the emperor off and 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 destroying the empire Look, I think this speaks to the general um sort of poetic nature of Star
3: Wars in a lot of ways because yeah. I actually would argue that every movie including uh the sequels the ending is always a happy ending sure right yeah. i mean you have from um you know a new hope or Star Wars you have that grand, um, you know, procession, the sort of parade with Leia, you know, giving uh, the medal to Han and, and Luke.
2: and you know, That's a happy ending. That's a happy ending. Yeah. You know, uh, you know. Um, but then the next movie, they're running from the Empire. They're living in ice cubes. They're getting attacked by Wampas. But
3: even in that, even in the second movie, I think it's an uplifting ending because I think I believe the last scene that you see is Luke putting his arm around Leia. Sure,
2: you know. So there, there's like, but I don't see it that way because while it's a, it's an enduring thing. But yeah. yeah, but because Han Solo's in carbonite, you right? You know, right. A, a that one might be the, the that one might be the least of the happy endings. Sure. Well, Empire. Oh yeah,
3: because oh, yeah. the third one. If we go to the third one, the ending of the third one is definitely a happy, happy ending. ending. Right. Because it's the Empire falling. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the special edition, um, you got to see. Anakin and, 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 you and Obi-Wan, know, Obi-Wan and, Yoda. and Yoda and Luke looking at them smiling yeah. and, like, the you know the Ewoks having their party. Post-special uh, edition, the entire galaxy is having a celebration. Right. You know? Big old party. Big old party. So I think that's a happy ending.
2: Yeah. and but, I guess But it's not the question, right? Because the question is, has there been a character? A character. Huh. Because then if you continue on, because with all of these things, and you can even take the sequel trilogy out of it. … and think to yourself, well, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo and, and Princess Leia and Lando and Chewie and all the droids and everybody, even in Legends, after Return of the Jedi, there were still some hardships. There was still right. – you know, the story kept going. So the story is always going to keep going. Yeah, but you know, even if you cut it off at the end of, of any movie, if you think in your own headcanon, these characters can continue and do something. So it's but, a trick question. Yeah, it's a trick
3: question a little bit, but I, but but like I said earlier, I think it does speak to the poetic nature of Star Wars because it, it says something about life, right? Like yeah. that life is, you know, um, to quote Woody Allen, is just full of misery and pain and suffering, yep. and all of these things. And it's and it's about capturing those moments where you either feel redeemed for choices that you've made where you feel accomplished for sharing that life with loved ones mm-hmm. where where you can really live in the moment of a, of an accomplishment because i believe this is from deadpool you know happiness is just the you know it's just those fleeting moments between you know chaos or whatever it right. is from deadpool right before he you know spoiler when it gets the gets the notice of the cancer right you know like right. the, you know life is like full of of these little intervals of happiness that are surrounded by misery, yeah, and it's very um, true. And 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 I think that Star Wars does a pretty good job at showing that because, like, even in the um, in the in the prequels, the first one ends very reminiscent of Star Wars. Yep. With the Emperor or or with uh, Senator Palpatine saying, "I'm going to watch your career quite closely." Yep, yep you know, yep. and they have like a like a little party, like a little fiesta.
2: Yep, on Naboo, they're holding up yeah. some some little sparkly things, Boss Nasses and, and Clones ends with fairly the ominous. Well, it ends with the marriage, but it also ends with the marriage. Begun. It's a happy ending. It's a happy ending, but, but the, shrouded in darkness. Shrouded in darkness because begun the Clone Wars has, it's, right. you know, it's that begun. shot of yeah, yeah, all yeah. the clones getting together right, right, to go right. across the galaxy. So, Solid ending, actually. I that's actually it. a good ending. It's a decent ending. I know ending. you hate that movie, but that's a good ending. It's a strong word. There's always something I love about Star Wars, but uh, Attack of the Clones, is, is, it can be tough to <laughs> yeah. get through with but, just some of the dialogue.
3: And then uh, the ending of the third one, Revenge of the Sith, my personal kind of favorite, cool. ends, ends with... Um, with uh, Uncle Owen
2: and Aunt Beru looking at the twin sons, right? It ends with hope. It ends with hope. You know, through shrouded in darkness, you know, the Emperor Tarkin and Darth Vader looking at the the Death Star being built, and you know. But then we is cut Tarkin to Tarkin at
3: the end of uh, Revenge is of the Sith. It.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he steps up there and he okay, and then he walks off. It's not Peter Cushing, obviously. But
3: was it like you only see him from the back? Fuck, I don't remember that. No,
2: no, you see him. He turns around. He mugs for the camera. It's one of my least favorite things in Revenge of the Sith cuz oh, Revenge of the remember, Sith is... it's the actual actor too Peter Cushing before he passed. No, it's not Peter Cushing, it's some lookalike but it, he but he he does this thing where he he goes over there and he's like mm. you know and he kind of nods at the emperor and then he turns around for the camera and he's like and he gives oh, a little right. smug look and for the camera. he gives a little Remember me, I'm Tarkin and then he walks off. <laughs> then do we even do the cold open? This is the cold open. <laughs> We're still going, man. We're still going, so maybe we should start it. Let's start it then, because Oh, look, there it is. We have there more to talk about. There, see? oh yeah, some, some looky, and... it's some looky. It's some looky like. Oh yeah, some looky like. But That's he's dope, there though. Yeah, he's pretty. it's yeah. it didn't work for me, but all right, we should probably hit it. Right? We'll hit it because happy endings in Star Wars. Well, you decide. This is episode forty-eight of Rule of Two. Rise. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You heard it up top. It's Ruler 2, episode 48. This is a celebration of the Star Wars universe. I'm your host, Mark Riley, Also known as Darth Rylus. joined as always by the dark lord of the sith mark sidious <laughs> so what's up what's how up? are you good to have you back and yeah uh, man, good to be back pre-taping this uh, we wanted yeah. to get an episode out there on mondays which you will find every monday at 5 p.m dropping on collider videos main youtube channel and here on jedi council's podcast one feed if you're listening at home thank you for joining us and uh, we were talking about happy endings with star wars and I mean, your results may vary. you can say, yeah, yeah. you can look at each movie and say there is a happy ending somewhere in there. yeah, but the question was really the the characters and like you know they continue on and you know you can go to legends and and see before the sequel trilogy that they had some more hardships. I mean Chewbacca dies, you know moon lands on him in in one of the legends books, yeah, which I know caused a lot of the fans to be upset but um, what
3: about which which of the Star Wars movies do you
2: think has the best ending?
0: Mm.
2: Damn, that's a good one. Now, all-encompassing ending, like yeah, you like, know, like action all... set pieces that lead to this, that yeah, lead like to the, that. Ending, the ending. I still think New Hope is the best. Yeah, with the uh, with the trench run, the trench run. You get the 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 throne room. It's it's you know, I mean, that's a good one. New I... Hope has a throne room though. It's uh, not throne room, sorry, but they call it that when they're walking down the 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 aisle during the celebration, and you get oh, the, oh you got it, you got it, got it,
3: got it, yeah, got that, that yeah.
2: Um, I mean, Return of the Jedi is up there because it always gives me chills when Luke sees his dad, you know, yeah, yeah, back too. in Force Ghost, and yeah. the music's playing, and you know what Luke did, yeah. you know, he's he's inspired a galaxy. I mean. Yeah. That's a good ending. Um I mean they all they all have pretty good endings. I mean like even I, mean, like, I love The Last Jedi's ending. I know, oh no, I'm getting yelled at. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. But guess what? I love it. What Luke did, that scene, you know, looking at the two sons and and you know, meeting his destiny, becoming one with the force, and then what is it? And I do like my darkness a little bit. So Empire Strikes Back I'm yeah. just saying all of oh, them. God. Um I it. <laughs> I love like all all of yeah. them. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they all they, look, they, attack of the clones. Though to mention what we were talking about up top, yeah, I do dig when it's like begun. The Clone Wars has, yeah, you know, you have the juxtaposition of the wedding happening, and, and then, I think
3: you get the first Imperial March moment.
2: Yeah. Yep, boom, you do. Boom, boom, the Imperial March plays, foreshadowing that this is this is the beginning of the Empire right here. Yeah, so that is a great ending. Um Revenge of the Sith? I mean, like that. Fantastic ending. Fantastic ending. Because of the music. Yeah. I mean, with the, the hope. no like I'm with you
3: um, and I'm with a lot of the fans that the no wasn't great, but I also attribute that a little bit to James Earl Jones getting older. Yeah. And, and like James Earl Jones is like, look, and I love James Earl Jones, he's a legend. You know, ever since um, you know the days of uh, of Doctor Strangelove, he's in Doctor Strangelove, has a great role in Doctor Strangelove. Oh I mean, yeah, he does. this is James Earl Jones we're talking about. For you know, for God's sakes, I mean, yeah. this is a, a a Hollywood icon, a legend. Um, but uh, his his Vader has not, you know, his Vader's gotten
2: older. You know, he can hear it in the voice. You can hear it in the voice. I, I don't really blame the voice. I mean, it just seemed because well, then it was like it's this weird thing where he adds the no. Into Revenge of the Sith, or it's a part of the movie. Yeah, Padme, she was alive. It, but I then, felt yes, it. Yes, and I she love that. Was alive. I got chills when Darth Vader looks over and goes, "Where's Padme? Yeah. Is she all right?" It's like the voice. I'm afraid. The visage they of the. Anger. Yeah, you killed her. And then, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh! It is, no, she's alive. I and then, it, yeah. and then he does the no, and it right. t- it's, it takes the air out of it for me. Right. Because you're like, mm, right. Yeah, and, the then, no. and then, like, and then, like, um, he adds Christians. it into Return of the Jedi. Remember? He does the whole thing with, um, he goes, no, no, and he lifts the Emperor up oh, and right. throws it. He added that in. Not even the special edition I have. He added it later. It was like right. 3 a.m., Lucas <laughs> wakes up and goes, you know. I'm going to add in that no.
3: Yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My favorite ending um, is probably the Revenge of the Sith ending. I've seen it so many times. It's great. I can always pop it in. I I always want Anakin to not jump. Um, Star Wars Theory, our our, our good buddy posted a a meme that I thought was pretty funny where um, Anakin – just made like he's saying I have the high ground and Anakin's on that thing mm-hmm. and like he makes the thing like rise up above him he's like no I have the high ground and, uh, and like and then he flies it over him and stomps him in the head like I That's always great. I always want that to turn out differently Yeah, you know it's like I think I've talked about it on the show before it's like there's a few movies where I know the ending is coming I know it's gonna be brutal and I know it's gonna make me sad yeah. and I want it to not be that way right you know it's uh, a sign
2: of a great movie
3: American Beauty for me. I never, Ugh. I like, I like, I just don't want Kevin Spacey's character to be shot in the back of the head. Spoiler warning. Yeah. How you do know? you feel
2: now, though, knowing
3: Kevin Spacey? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I mean, like, you know, now. That,
2: that stuff, you, you can yeah, divorce yeah. it from the art to the person. Yeah. American I mean, Beauty look, is. American Beauty is one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, it's an I incredible
3: it. film, and it has an incredibly difficult ending.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, the ending of Revenge of the Sith gets me that way, too, because I can feel that this is a friendship between two uh people that isn't um isn't finished yet that there's unresolved um issues within this friendship between Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker right you know and 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 that it's a genuine friendship and that there was a lot of bad communication there you know like um Anakin's jealousy uh you brought him here to kill me mm-hmm. you know it's like you know, and like he he immediately goes for the force choke without letting Padme explain to him that he snuck on the ship. I mean, like Obi Wan snuck on the ship without her knowing, right? But Anakin didn't even like. There was no chance for that, right? Like, like the darkness had already you know overwhelmed oh, yeah. him. You know? He was he was gone. Um, and look, and those those details are are things that you know fascinate me about Star Wars and keep me coming back again and again and again and again watching these movies. Um, I um, I, I've been thinking about something
2: recently. All right. Okay. No, I like and I, and it's Something
3: that's been getting me a little bit angry. I've been talking. I talked. Johns and I, Jeremy Johns and I, talked about it for at length playing um, VR the other night. Nice. Um, and it's it's how the new Lucas film
1: mm-hmm.
3: um tackles the lightsaber. Mm, okay, you know, and it's very interesting because there was a story after e three there was a story uh that kept coming up, a lot of criticism kept coming up that the lightsaber inside uh that game fallen order looked like crap, really did,
2: did you see this no, yeah, I yeah didn't. you should look it up, look okay. it up real
3: quick so so you uh, so you see um yeah lightsaber uh fallen order um being fixed after horrible commentary from the fans. Post E three, everybody was talking that the lightsaber looked like shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm I'm looking it up now. But what and, and like to me, it's 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 symptomatic, I think, of something that I've been wanting to vent about a little bit. And like I know, you know, like I saw the episode you and Perry did last week, mm-hmm. and I thought it was great. I thought you guys did a great episode. Thank you. Um, and um, I was reading through the comments, and there was a few people commenting in there, you know. Uh, I'm glad, you know, Fernandez's negativity is not around, you know, in today's show. <laughs> right, right. And 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 that kind of it doesn't really hurt me, but it, it it does make me want to take a step back and say, hey, wait a minute, am I being too negative? Right. You know, um, but I I do get a little bit sensitive, yeah, about Star Wars because I love it so much. Yeah. You know,
2: I understand. And That's I, why, why do you think I think people like our dynamic? … is because I tend to go to the positive side. But right. I also know how much you love Star Wars, that I want that to come out. Passion, if you're negative, like I want to know why. Yeah. That's why I think I, I, I'm I hosting this thing. Yeah. Is I, I want to get you that. You guide
3: it. You keep it in
2: check. I want to yeah. guide it, but I want to talk about it. And if I can push back, I will because I want to be able to have that conversation. Yeah. And it's so, like so,
3: – so I started taking a lot of inventory okay. about – this lightsaber thing pretty much prompted by this by this backlash that I got at E3 of Jedi Fallen Order. Have you seen, Do you see some of
2: the stories? Uh, I do. It turns out some fans weren't happy with the design of the lightsaber. Uh, and Respawn has stated that they're going to fix it. Yeah. We made a mistake on that one. And since then, we fixed it, said Fallen Order game yeah, but it's director. Like, it's like
3: you're serving the Big Mac at McDonald's and th- like the meat, um, you get like a soy burger. Mm-hmm right. You know, yeah, right. It's not a soy burger. It's supposed to be 100% beef, even though McDonald's, you know, I love you, but I, I doubt it's 100% beef. I'm sure <laughs> there's <say> some other <laughs> some other things in there. I know. But this made me start thinking about the disrespect that I feel Star Wars in its latest incantation mm-hmm. um, has, has, you know, portrayed against the lightsaber, mm. you know? Um, and, and, and I really started to think about it. And maybe it's because i got to tell you, and I know I've been tweeting about this, and for the few people that follow me, you can <laughs> I, I think you get the vibe. I have had more fun yeah. with Vader Immortal VR. I know, man. You're play, tweeting a lot on that, and I play, love it. Playing the lightsaber yeah. mode on that, that it's literally the coolest lightsaber toy I've ever had.
2: Yeah, okay, so it's a lightsaber dojo. The lightsaber dojo. Yeah,
3: okay. um, I'm up to level 36. Oh my god! Uh, it's it's 40 levels. Uh, like I have four more levels to go. I haven't gone to level 40 yet, and and I've gone to that point where I'm almost savoring it mm-hmm. because I know it's going to be a while before we get any new content on Vader Immortal. <laughs> right. But levels one through 36 are very very difficult. You know, it's very difficult. Yeah. You know, especially on the quest. If you're playing on the Vive, it's a little easier because like it's not you know, completely around you, but on the quest sure. is a little bit more uh, difficult. And um, my relationship with the lightsaber has taught me about, or, or, or reminded me about one thing, and it's that a lightsaber requires a ton of practice to get good at it. Right. You know, like, like, like that's something that, like, and this game gives you that. I mean, yeah. this game gives you the the feeling of becoming a better wielder of this magical weapon. You know, yeah. And if you think about the original trilogy, okay, besides bona fide Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. And in the original trilogy, we really only have two bona fide force users. Three. We have – no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have four. We have four. We have four and only three of them use lightsabers. And, oh, right, right, right. Right? Yeah, but then yeah. one other person in the entire movie, only one other person gets to use a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And that's Han, Han Solo, Solo in yeah. Empire Strikes Back. And mm-hmm. he does it. Only to open the belly
2: mm-hmm.
3: of um of the um, tauntaun. of the Tauntaun so that he can, you know, keep his friend warm right, right in the middle of the story. An incredible scene. Right. You know? And I remember if you're old like Riley and I, mm-hmm. you remember us in the playground talking about like nobody could even use a lightsaber. The only one that could use it is Han, and he doesn't even use it. He just uses it to like like out of that's des- like 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 in an emergency situation. To do something very simple, yeah to just cut open this thing, and that's all he uses it for, right um, and then you have the the prequels, right, which really gave you a an insight into the the sort of art form and the and the kind of the myth of these lightsaber force users right. And the artistry behind it, both from the light side and the dark, right? Yeah. And it made it really, really, really intense. Like, you got to start doing it since you're a little kid. You got to fucking practice at it every single day. Yeah, yeah. It's serious, serious shit, you know? Um, And I think the prequels do an excellent job at at showing you the Jedi as a true sort of monastical – that's probably not a word. Um, (laughs) But, like, like as a true kind of – what's the word I'm looking for? Like – um it's like a religious order, yeah, right, right on both sides of the fence, right sure yeah that that like require you to basically devote your entire life only to that yeah for you to be any good at
2: it, that's commitment, you know yeah. mm-hmm.
3: it's almost like taking the black like like in a way, right like like you have right. to go in full force like you no pun intended, but you right. can't you can <laughs> you can't half ass it
2: right very true, yeah,
3: now, six movies established this lore around the lightsaber. OK. And then now you have all this new stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, and and we've probably talked about it. But like. Like, and, you know, I love the Finn character, but it still bugs me now watching those movies again, how how easily uh, Finn uses that lightsaber against that baton,
2: um, you know. Right. Which is a cool scene. I mean, the scene is cool. Yeah, it's like and and I know they explained it in some of the canon material and I think uh where did they do this maybe in some of the comics but that he was they were trained in that stuff so it's like but you're not getting that from the movie. You
1: yeah, know, it's that,
2: like... the the movie itself it needs to be able to convey that. And so we it's don't like You got six movies of saying that this that this sword, mm-hmm. this laser
3: sword or whatever you want to call it, this lightsaber is basically like the most um unique beautiful weapon in the universe or mm-hmm. in the galaxy
2: or whatever an elegant weapon for more civilized time right you know
3: and 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 it and it stopped being special to me or it, first of all that's a total lie it didn't <laughs> stop being special but i felt the like like the more I think about it, the closer we get to episode 9 and I heard the Daisy Ridley said there's going to be a big lightsaber fight between her and Kylo. Right. And right. I'm looking forward to that and all that stuff. And obviously it's going to be a lot of fun. But, like, when you boil it down, I think my biggest frustration with the new Star Wars stuff mm-hmm. might be the disrespect for everything that was set up in the first six OK. Less than these are not good movies because they're cool movies. I mean, Brian yeah. Johnson's a good director. We're all excited about Knives Out. Yeah. You know, even though us hardcore Star Wars fans are like kind of, you know, have LeBron James-itis kind of want, you know, it to suck in like in a way. But like I bet you it's going to be an awesome movie.
2: Who's, who's LeBron James into this? <laughs> right. I, want, I want this motherfucker to do, just hit it out of the park. With, with this new movie, yes.
3: right? Yes. It looks great, right? He's,
2: go, he's going back to his roots like Brick being one of those, those yeah. roots. You know, The latest Riley Roundtable, which you can listen to right now, I had David Fickus and Bryce Beckham on from Drama 3-4. They told stories about Ryan jo- – they shared an office with Ryan Johnson while he was writing Looper. Mm. and how much he would just come in put his head down and write and that was looper you know and then good they they said that they hadn't talked to him for a while and that finally when they did talk to Ryan he was like i was in the disney bubble man sorry how, how are you you know what i mean right. and it's like because of how much work he put into this so it's like i just want the guy to have a hit the the movie looks good because he goes on he goes here's my trailer and you get Tweedled D and Tweedle Dumb and Tweedle Dumber coming in and telling him you ruined Star Wars and it's like right forget about it like, it's over this is his other movie yeah you don't have to watch it anymore you can just but just leave the man alone yeah. like just get, it's it's almost two years right they're, 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 it's freaking ridiculous like look, it's ridiculous you said it well
3: before Kevin Spacey some people have issues with Woody Allen
2: yeah. Uh, I get it. It's like look, people if you have, have
3: problems. I can't change your mind. People have personal issues with some of these people. Yeah. But there, there are like, look, look, obviously, unless they're doing criminal actions, in, yeah. in, in which case they should pay the consequences. But like, you know, Ryan Johnson, you should be able to separate the fact that he might have shown if you're subjective like that, thinking that he had some disrespect for this beautiful franchise. Sure.
2: Yeah, versus it, it, his new movie, which is probably going to be awesome. Right, and it's like how many t- like Spielberg is my favorite director of all time, OK? Jaws and E.T. are two of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. They go back and forth in the number one, number two. I love Ready Player One too. Ready Player One I love. By the time I got to that third viewing when I finally put it on for my fiancé – What, RPO? Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, oh. I, I had the best time with it the third viewing. Right, right, which is a sign of a great movie. It's a sign of a great movie, and you're seeing all the Easter eggs coming out. But, yeah. but not only that, just to the point – Steven Spielberg has made some of my favorite movies of all time. Jaws, E.T., Close Encounters, Raiders, Saving Private Ryan. Um list goes on and on. The list goes on and on. But he also made War Horse. Right. That was boring for me. He also made Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He also made Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which yeah. is oof, unwatchable. The Terminal. Unwatchable, Charming performances. But unwatchable. That's a Spielberg film? Yeah. You know, but it's like... My point being is Bridge that. Bridge of Spies, I didn't like either. Bridge of Spies is fine. It's yeah, all right. It's, it's all right. right. The Post. That, that, that is, can, one is worse than Bridge of Spies. Yeah. Bridge of Spies is a better movie than The Post. It is. It is. The Post was fine. Yeah. Great performances, but it's like, okay. But my point is, is that you're going to have directors out there that, you know, and maybe you never liked Ryan Johnson. You never saw Looper or Brick, which b- are both great. Which are both great, and you only saw The Last Jedi. And then now you hate him for whatever reason, or or you just don't right, like, because
3: you feel like he did something offensive to you personally, right? But I you mean, have a
2: personal thing against him. The point is, is like if you're a Ryan Johnson fan going into the Last Jedi and you walked out not a Ryan Johnson fan anymore because of what he did with Star Wars, I can't change your mind. Yeah, but if you were if you're like saying that Knives Out is going to suck because of Star Wars, it's <laughs> I. You know, it's just I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm screaming in the void. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, first of all, I'm totally matter. with you. I think Knives Out looks great. Yeah. I think
3: it looks great. You yeah. know, I really, really do. I'm very excited about it. But there is a part of me that says, dude, I was so looking forward to The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to right the wrong of some of the things that I didn't like about The Force Awakens, even though now I like The Force Awakens more than The Last Jedi.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and we got what we got. OK, so whatever. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that Ryan Johnson isn't that same dude that put brick together, you know, like as a punk ass kid, and He's had the, the movie same. be
2: great. He's the same.
3: Looper getting that awesome performance from Bruce Willis and uh, and Gordon Levitt. Yep. I mean, there was some great stuff there. I mean, yeah. that's why he got the opportunity to do, you know, to do what he did. Yeah. And uh, Chris Evans looks great in, in, you know, like in these trailers. But anyway, <laughs> you're an asshole.
2: You're an asshole. You're definitely an asshole. I but know. like,
3: it looks great. But like. Look, I've never subscribed to the whole uh, Mary Sue thing, okay?
2: No, me neither. And
3: um, just as a little factoid, uh, the Mary Sue thing actually comes from a Star Trek fan film that somebody made way back in the day. If you're, if you're interested in the etymology of that whole thing, but, okay. But uh, anyway, um, you know, and, and we've talked to death about this, but just to keep going with that line of of disrespecting the lightsaber and making it less special, less powerful is you get that scenario first where where uh, Finn takes a lightsaber to his spine.
2: Mhm. Yeah,
3: he does. He takes a lightsaber to the friggin' spine. Uh-huh. Okay? That's not that's not like like I expect you to like walk out of there looking like my man um uh, the dude from Rogue One. Um, a force uh, Saw Gerrera. Yeah. yeah. Like I expect you walking out of there looking like Saw Gerrera, like with, with like machines that are helping you walk and breathe or like Darth Maul like with the spider legs. Like if you take a friggin' lightsaber to the spine, like it should be consistent with what a lightsaber to the spine would do to every other movie. He'd be dead. He'd be – at least he couldn't be able to walk. He'd be dead. He'd be dead. Yeah, OK? He He would. Then you get, then you get, and I'm sorry because I've been thinking about this because of how beautiful the lightsaber gameplay is in Vader Immortal VR. It's really put this in the forefront for me. Yeah. Then you get Daisy Ridley, um, you know, Ray. This funny, I almost said Ray Skywalker. Um, yeah. You get, you get Ray like grabbing the saber out of thin air. Right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. She knows how to. She, she's got force powers. That literally is the first time she ever holds a lightsaber in her hand. Yeah. And, like, I know this has been talked to death, and this has been a topic that's been talked to death, so, like, I won't go too much into that. So I'll just skip to the fact that she gives Kylo Ren a lightsaber to the face. Mm-hmm. Forget, like, that she even knew how to use it after it takes even Anakin Skywalker, the, like, the greatest Jedi of, of all time. It took him 10 years, you know,
2: to, like, rival Master Yoda, right? Right. Okay. So you're saying that. On the Mary Sue argument, right? I mean that's kind of where it's hovering around. Yeah. Is that the minute she – well, she held the lightsaber in Maz Kanata's castle. So this is the second time, let's say.
3: okay, Yeah. She touched it then. Touched it. And then it's funny. First of all, thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. Because first of all, like like I want to be very clear. I think that it is very possible within the rules of Star Wars Mm -hmm. that there could be somebody born – that's that is so connected to the force mm-hmm. that, that that they could be incredibly powerful, even more powerful than Anakin, right? And I'm willing to admit or or, or I'm willing to believe that mm-hmm. Ray is
2: potentially this person. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's kind of where they're going. We'll see what episode nine does. But, but... So, so if she touches that lightsaber, okay, mm-hmm. the moment where she touched that lightsaber She got the force back visions. She got the force back <laughs> visions. She, she was on Bespin watching Luke and the Vader. Saber
3: is still special at that point. Correct. It's still special because mm-hmm. it's got this power. It's got like this ability to like – It was like, calling to her. Transcend like reality and like it's still special at that point. Okay? Right. And the fact that she knows how to move shit with her mind, the fact that she can do force influence on the – like on the guards, all that is consistent with mm-hmm. Star Wars. OK? Yeah. What's not consistent with Star Wars is when she lands that friggin' saber and she knows how to defend herself – Against Kylo Ren. Because if you go back to Attack of the Clones again, one of my favorite scenes in Attack of the Clones is um, when Count Dooku and Yoda are going
2: at it with force powers. Right. Right, Lightning and th- bricks and stones. Obviously it's not the force but how do like, you do a lightsaber? Like right? obviously we're not going
3: to settle this with our knowledge of the force. But our skills with a lightsaber. But our skills with a lightsaber. I understand. OK. So it's a skill-based thing. It's not – Innate force abilities, mm-hmm. which Ray's got a ton of, okay, right. and I'm willing to buy that
2: because she's friggin' Ray, right? She's the, she's a powerful she force user. Could be the chosen one. She could be the chosen, right? One, right. I'm willing to buy all that. Yeah, but you, but you're going, and I, and I get it. And this is a, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the chat right now. Yeah, I don't see this as a negative. Right. This is, this is, this is coming from passion. Right. This is something that you do, and for me. I'm on the complete opposite side as you could probably imagine because, one, I'm totally with you. She's strong with the Force. Yeah. She's got it. She's, she, the Force is with her. It's always with her. It it's, makes sense. It's, 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 it's doing stuff. She's probably been able to utilize it while she was on Jakku. She was being able to utilize it, I think, with when she t- takes the Falcon and is able to fly the Falcon very well. She had some bumps there. But Ray grew up on a desert planet, and there's a reason there's a staff with her. Right. And she was using that staff to great success over the years in Jakku, and I feel like her fighting, her scrappy nature, having to fight people away from the parts she's scavenging, getting the food that she needs to get to survive, going through the harsh reality of the desert, scaling Star Destroyers and whatnot, I think that that lightsaber – and the fact that she had the force and at that moment all the training she had with a staff, which she was using it like a light – could, you could say a lightsaber, at least in some of the mechanics. And also I think she was tapping into some dark side there. And I wish that yeah. they were able to – I wish that they were pulling some of that out in, in The Last okay, Jedi.
3: So, so first of all, you make two solid points. Let me attack – not attack, but let me <laughs>
2: – Oh, you're going to attack.
3: <laughs> let me parry each one, OK? No, all right. Parry, all right. Um, not Perry, but Perry. Perry. Yeah. Yeah. P-A-R-R-Y. <laughs> yeah, yeah, P-A-R-R-Y. So point number one, right? Um, the staff ver- – like she knew how to use a staff. Hence, it makes sense that she knows how to use a lightsaber, right? That's what you're Could basically be. I'm, saying. I'm kind of making that my head canon. Okay. So that is logical to a degree if sure. you hadn't seen the first six movies. Because in the first six movies, there's plenty of that, staffs and, yeah. and, and vibroblades, and I mean, not that there's vibroblades in in um, in the movies, mm-hmm. but in in the Legends canon, right? You have to learn how to even use a vibroblade before you even turn on a lightsaber, because the nature of having this energy sword is so different. Mm-hmm. The fact that it, it can be stopped by anything. Except for another one, right? This is as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Right right? Like the lightsaber can only be stopped by another lightsaber, basically. I mean that's you know the basic rules of the lightsaber. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I get it. And you have to train with a vibroblade if you're gonna get really nerdy and go KOTOR style, right? Right. Which is which yeah. is a sword that has that vibration thing and, and the power or whatever. Um so I don't buy that knowing how to use a staff allows you. The power to be able to fight against somebody who
2: has trained, yeah, with it, a lightsaber. Admittedly, it's it's a weak argument because of everything you just brought up, and especially yeah. I do feel what Lucas set up, yeah, and all the examples you brought. The the strongest being Count Dooku going, "Our oh, skills with a lightsaber, you know, that's how we're going to decide it." The training involved with the lightsaber. It's hard to argue against that. And like, you know, also like in all six of the
3: original Star Wars movies, like the, 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 the bar mitzvah, okay, the Mm. coming of age, the graduation, the, the marriage, the whatever milestone you want to say where you cease to become a, a learner and now you're a. Like a teacher, or, or 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 now you're proficient, right? Is creating your own lightsaber. That's a huge deal for the for, you know for the Jedi. Yeah. And if and if Luke taught her everything, because like even in this new trailer, right? Mm-hmm. We've taught you everything you need to know. Yeah. We we've taught you everything. Yeah. Okay. She is holding a fixed like Anakin hilt.
2: I think that's a mislead too. That's a mislead. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Just like in Spider Man.
2: Which part? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
3: Spider Man. Like this isn't a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, is it a spoiler?
2: Probably. Like, Tom Holland has talked about it. Um, In regards to what I would on I would. Just I would say leave it alone leave just it alone. In, in case it alone. Leave it alone. because we're
3: – Go check out Spider-Man though. Like, you know, yeah, we, we might a mislead. Yeah. But we, we, we might start the Web Slinger podcast because we love Spidey. Yeah, we love Spidey.
2: I know. <laughs> you should come on the Riley Roundtable and uh, let's oh, review yeah, yeah. the hell out of oh, it. We should, oh, we let's should do we do a spoiler. Yeah, we should do a spoiler review of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's where I'm going with this. I think it's a mislead much like Hulk running with the Avengers right, in right. The Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. Hulk never shows up in Infinity War. Yeah. Again after the the opening. But he's in the Battle of Wakanda in the trailers. They CGI'd a Hulk into the trailers right to mislead the audience. They could do that with a lightsaber because going to your point. I think we need to see Ray build a lightsaber. Yeah. It's part of the it's, it's part of the part thing. Of it we've
3: never seen it we've never seen it like so how the, how, how the hell is she able to fight off uh, yeah like somebody because tapping into the dark side of the force i like that point
2: i like that point it comes from the canon book yeah yeah yeah, yeah the canon version yeah. of force awakens is one of the only ones that i've actually read in, in the latest canon and she is she hears a voice calling to her yeah and it's and it's and i at that point when i read it i was like is that snoke or is it you right. know, so now? She, is she being
3: manipulated? Is there a but reason But now why? I'm thinking it's
2: the emperor right? That, that was there all along. Maybe. So there was something about – Maybe there me, was a dormant gene in there that, that allowed her to fight because they
3: – first of all, it's a great point that you bring up I, because I think you and I are actually on the same page from two completely different sides of the coin. Yeah. They need to explain why in six movies it's – the wielding of a lightsaber is such an art form. Right, And in – these latter movies, it's not because maybe. Look, and this is just like a hail mary pass. Um, maybe it's because she is a
2: clone of somebody who has trained heavily in the lightsaber. That's we could go there as well. But you know, I also I liken it to Anakin being able to do pod racing so well. You know, and it's but like those being able reflexes. to
3: fly. Those are that's different. That's different. Yeah, is it
2: though? It's, it's more similar
3: to her being able to use the mind
2: control against the stormtrooper. It's force power. Force power. It's like natural instinctual reflexes. I remember getting into this conversation because I fought my roommate after Phantom Menace. I mean, fought yeah. in a way that yeah. I actually but, we fought verbally. You were a defender. You. Were a I defender. was a defender. I. I. I was convincing myself the movie was good. Yeah, and the movie is good, but anyway, you know what? It's that was a rocky road for me. You know. Yeah. I was saying it's brilliant it's brilliant it's brilliant and then I fell off right. being like wait a minute let me <laughs> think about made it. Then you met Christian Harlow. Then I met Christian Harloff. But then <laughs> no it's then years have gone by where I've been able to go back and revisit it and like yeah. your opinion can change in movies. Absolutely. And it can come with Like age. Force Awakens has grown on me a little bit because when my first sight I wasn't into it at all. And I hope The Last Jedi grows on you but you been never tougher. know. That was that, that one Yeah. But the Phantom Menace and the prequels in general have grown on me in a way where I've been able to take a step back after saying – after not liking them for so long, being like they're garbage, they're this or that. But being able to come back to it, seeing the little nuances that Lucas put in there, seeing the story and realizing it's not the story. It's the execution that I didn't like as much. Right. But the story is there and that's what I love. And then thinking about it even more, it's like – The parts that I do love, you can pull those out and then everything is kind of settled into this. The Phantom Menace I feel is a very good movie, Um, very fun and very – I mean all the prequels are very textured. There's a lot of of stuff in there. A lot going on and and I'm not taking that away. But going back to my point, I remember arguing with my roommate that he's like, how the hell is Anakin Skywalker getting in a, a Naboo fighter? And being able to blow all this up because it's, he, it didn't land with him. He right, stumbles. Right. He, he, a lot he, of people had problems with that. I remember that. This yeah. was a big problem. Yeah. yeah. This was a big thing that people were talking about. And I stand by the way I argued then and debated then. It's a good, which look, was, it's a good, he parallel. grew up on Tatooine. Yeah. He was pod racing, he was a pod racing master. He was a pod racing master. And he was, Anakin Skywalker. Force-sensitive, very powerful. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff is going in there for him to maybe find his way in space in an Naboo starfighter. I liken it to – and I think it's absolutely purposeful what J.J. did with Ray for Anakin. I think that is what he's going for. Desert planet, desert planet. Scavenger, slave. Good around the workshop, good around the workshop. Picks up a lightsaber, powerful. Sure, but I, even – But I know all, you're going all, back to the training. First
3: of all, you make he a great to, point. You make a great point between the two parallels between Annie and,
2: uh, and Rey. Rey. Yeah. There's obvious parallels. There are there. more parallels with Anakin and Ray than there are Luke and Ray. I agree. I absolutely agree. And
3: it, it makes a lot of sense as to why – like, look, I have no problem with the fact that she can fly the Millennium Falcon. Right. Because she's got no idea how to fly that. No, and all of a sudden she's going through caverns, and she's she's going through a star destroyer Damn. in her first flight in the Millennium Falcon.
2: But we but we get the she has flown before because she said so to Finn. She's like, "We're going to take that ship," and then they blow it all up. Right, we need a pilot. You got one. You got one. Yeah, you yeah. got
3: one. So so same way that Anakin's cockiness about being able to fly. You yeah, know, like oh, where's the thing? Oh, oops, that's not it. When he's like shooting the thing and. And, I mean, They and both
2: stumble into it. They do stumble. Right? And, I mean it's like everybody forgets that when she launched the Falcon for the first time, she took out that, that overhang that Bunker right. Plot is in. She landed on the th- – whoop, go low, and she's hitting this. Right, and she then stumbles thing, she, into it a little bit and then she's a master of Foster, she's she's. I she mean, she flew a, flew him out of there, and it's, it's, she flew it inside a freaking star destroyer, which is awesome. She sure scene. did. <laughs> she <laughs> sure awesome did.
3: Scene. She went up, did a loop de loop. had the two ties on her, and she flew it inside a freaking star destroyer.
2: It was the force, man.
3: <laughs> I buy that. I buy that. Yeah, that's the thing is, I buy that.
2: It's different. With the, you're saying it's different when it comes with to with our lightsaber. skills with a lightsaber. And this is your point. That it's really hard to argue against yeah. because of how it's set in canon. Yes. With what Dooku says, with the Clone Wars series where the kids go and they're learning the lightsabers and they have to get the kyber crystal. Yeah. I know. It's a very it, it's, involved process. It's an elegant weapon for a more civilized time and training and all that. I get it. It's, you know, it's, it <laughs> that's the one where it's like I might have to tap out because, yeah, how it, do you argue against that? The maker – has established that, and I yeah, wish. Yeah, very strict rules about this one particular least, thing. This right. one,
3: this one everlasting MacGuffin that that is in Star Wars, which yeah. is the lightsaber. Yeah, you know, um, and um, and Kylo took a fucking lightsaber to the face. Yeah, he sure did. And he got like a cute <laughs> little scar
2: on it that looks kind of like Anakin's. It's cute like a button. Yeah. He took a
3: lightsaber to the face.
2: Yeah. I think I – seriously, and I wish – this is one of the things I wish they would have explained more. It should have been Luke. Fair enough. And it should have been Luke explaining it in the training in The Last Jedi. And this is, again – it's all of this. When I say this out loud, this is where I'm going to go negative. Sorry, guys. Yeah. That I go, why aren't you guys on the same page? You guys need to have been working together between Episode 7 and 8 and 9. You needed to be able to say, well, why did Ray? Was Rey able to pick up that lightsaber and do so well and defeat Kylo Ren at that moment? Why? Right. Well, she's strong with the Force. Nope. Give me more. Yeah. I want more. Because Amen. if Luke, Amen. That's if, all I'm saying. If Luke was able to go, you know, I saw your duel with Kylo Ren on the planet. Right. Or if and Mark saw, Hamill would
3: have gotten his thing that he said – That when when that lightsaber comes out, it's It's him. It's him.
2: Yeah, I know. I was hoping for that too.
3: It's him fighting him. Right. Well, Kylo, I mean, can you imagine? That would have been a beautiful echo to Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader, you know, with like uh, uh, Luke, Kylo and Mm Ray, who did really good. You know, yeah. she managed to like blow up, you know, I mean she did her part.
2: But it, we were going it, we were starting to go there and it's like it's so funny that we were talking about this because this was one of the things in Force Awakens that I was like I needed more from it and that's to your point, the lightsaber. Yeah. But if he's going in because when she has that force vision and Luke is like you went right to the dark side. You went to the like the hole, that cavern. Right. It's like You did the same when you picked the lightsaber up for the first time. You went to the dark side and maybe that could explain it. You were using your rage. In the story, they don't even connect the two
3: things. You get this
2: isolated thing. You went straight to the dark without even – and then you never really – it never gets brought up. I think that one line would have tied
3: that together. Yeah. And like the only time we ever see her training ever with a lightsaber … Is in episode eight. Is in episode eight when she's fighting against a rock. (laughs) she's going through the motions <laughs> it looks like you you're not when you like like, like when, when, when you go to um to your family's house down south mm-hmm. and you have your light you know like your flashlight and you're outside yeah. playing it looks like you're doing that like, like that was your training that's not all the training but i get I, I it mean, i get it i mean look the last jedi is a pretty like um you know like in filmmaking um uh, and like uh, um Nolan uh, Christopher Nolan's actually like really obsessed with this um there's all kinds of 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 cinematic uh, techniques that are very specific about showing the passage of time like, right. like in a movie right and star wars for the most part is like what they call sort of like um like um the the events of the film unfold in real time
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know like it all takes like The Last Jedi takes place in the span of like a few days or like a day or something. It's not like there's an obvious passage of time, you know, like in um, – I think all the Star Wars are pretty much like that, you know? Well, I think you're – I mean uh, – Rogue One has a big jump, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, but go ahead. But here's the thing. Aside and like Luke from, tells her, I'll train you in three days. You got three lessons. Right. Well, anyway, three lessons. Anyway, yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah.
2: know three days. We don't know. Right, right, right. right? right, right. It we, seems truncated and short. Yes, yes. But I got it. Yeah. Something occurred to me. Luke Skywalker picks up a lightsaber for the first time when? A New Hope. Right? The first time we Obi-Wan see it it is – Obi-Wan gets him. Yeah. Gives him the lightsaber. And he's like, looks down the barrel of it. Looks down the barrel. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The next time he picks up a lightsaber, he's on the Millennium Falcon yeah. with the remote. With the remotes. And shh, yeah. use the Force, Vader. Let your actions—you know—it. What's the? I'm trying to think of the line that Obi Wan says. My brain is a bit foggy. Um, Put on your blast shield. Put the blind shield on. How am I supposed to see? You know, and it is like use the Force. Your your, uh, your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. Right. So he's basically telling him to tap into the Force. Yep. And you'll be able to block the remote. And he does. Yep. He never picks up a lightsaber until Empire.
3: And Han gives him that great little quirk, that quip there.
2: Yeah, hokey Religion is an ancient <laughs> blasters. <laughs> That's for a good blaster, buddy. right good. I, uh, I love. I know. I love that line. Yeah, it's a so great you don't scene. believe in the Force, do you, yeah. kid? I've iPhone. Yeah, from... it's like right before they get to Alderaan. Yeah, it's a great. He's scene. the audience. Yeah. Han Solo is the cynical audience going. Yeah. What the hell is this Force stuff? Yeah. But Luke. It's my point. Luke never picks up a lightsaber again. Even on Dagobah, except when he fights Vader yeah. in the Vision. And then he goes and he fights Vader in Empire on Bespin, barely escaped, Right, But, but the
3: Dagobah scene does seem like there's quite a bit of passage in time even though it doesn't
2: – But Yoda is never schooling him on lightsaber. He's not. Yoda only schools him on the Force. It's true. So there's my argument. That's what it is. That's why I can buy Ray. Because it is the force. It is when a Jedi, it's an extension of their abilities. Fine, but let's.
3: That's, that's what I feel. First of all, is it's like, a very good point. Yeah. Okay. It's a consistent point. Yeah. Right between that and Last Jedi, or sure. la- that in the sequels. Right. But now, let's follow your line of thinking. Okay. Okay. Um, and when does he actually? There is a lightsaber training mission on Dagobah. And that's the cave. You must yeah. go to the cave.
2: You must right? get Your weapons. You will not need them. And then he, they. It's called a failure. Remember your failure in the cave it's because right. he brought his weapons. He brought his weapons. He brought his weapons. He brought his lightsaber. He brought his lightsaber. Right. Yeah. He uses the lightsaber. Yeah. Okay.
3: You know he's he knows how to turn it on. He knows how to swing it. He knows how to block. But he's not great at it. Right. Okay? Then you get the epic moment. You know, it's probably like, you know, it's in my favorite scenes of all Star Wars, obviously, which is the Luke, I am your father scene. But not mm-hmm. even that. The fight that precedes that mm-hmm. on uh, Cloud City is epic. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where you can tell the entire fight that, that Vader's kind of playing with him. Oh, yeah.
2: Until he cuts his arm off. Right. But no, we no, talked about like, this with Nathan. Right, with the uh when he's like screaming at him. When Vader uh, finally it's like that horror movie kind of thing where Vader's stalking Luke. Luke gets one in on Vader. Yeah. And Vader just that's when Vader's like, all right, playtime over, bum, bum,
3: boom, cut hand off. Okay, so playtime over, that's yeah. my point. Kylo could have said, you lack discipline, you lack skills. Let me teach you the ways of the Force. Let me teach you the ways of the Force. That's <laughs> good, Kylo. Ren. Because because he does tell her that. Yeah. You know, like you know, like let me teach you how to do this, and he could have been playing with her and like whatever. But ultimately, she completely overpowered him. Right. And this is a guy who has gone through a lot. With Kylo, they have established Kylo Ren has gone through lots of Jedi training. Mm.
2: That is very established. Yeah. It is Kylo's gone through the training. Of course he has. He like, and we know he did because of what we know from the material right. and the text. He fell from the to the dark side and left Luke's Jedi order to create maybe the Knights of Ren. We don't know. Hopefully yeah. we'll get that answer. But I think that it's the Ray and the Luke example is very fitting because he never picks up a lightsaber except for the cave. Until he meets Vader on Bespin, we never saw. If Yoda, if but then Yoda, there's a there's massive a passage of time between. So, are we assuming then that Luke did some lightsaber training with Yoda in that passage of time? We never saw it.
3: I mean, well, because the original Return of the Jedi, there's um, a great deleted scene online
2: if you guys haven't yeah, checked it out. Yeah, he Check builds it out. His, his lightsaber.
3: Yeah, I mean, the opening of the movie was him
2: finishing his lightsaber. Which is like an indication that he is now a master. But see, this is the problem I have with jumping on the Ray, you know, calling her Mary Sue, and you're not doing that. I I'm not doing that at all. Doing. Like, like yeah. My
3: only thing is like, no, you're how using does she know the, how
2: to – yeah. You're using the text, yeah. and this is why two people in front of each other having a conversation is going to go a lot better than it will on Twitter. Right. But here's my point. This is what I feel is a little unfair when we're talking about Ray is that I'm making that point. We have not – we can assume – That Luke was given some lightsaber training through Yoda so that he was at least a little bit prepared to meet Vader on Bespin. Right. But we never saw that. We never saw that. But But we can't assume that he did train throughout that period of time. Right. Why can't we do the same with Rey with The Last Jedi stuff other than The Rock? Because – Just because it feels shorter? No, because it is shorter. I mean, yes. I mean, it she's is. only. I mean, she's there. She's there um, for like but they a never day, and that she leaves. But they never say in the text how long she was there.
3: Right, but I mean, you know, she's barely there any time at all because there's other uh, narrative uh, elements happening that are well, tied we're, to time. It, it,
2: we're, yeah, we're intercutting between the yeah, resistance like, leaving and, granted, yeah. I. I I totally with you. And she and doesn't I even see finish it. her three lessons. Like like Luke said, I'll teach you three things, and the, you know that third one's going to be in in episode nine. <laughs> right. It's got to be. There's got to be because I'm with you, and I'm with a lot of people where it's like, where was the communication yeah. between the two? Because I think a lot of this would have been taken care of.
3: Yeah, yeah. But Look, anyway, it's a healthy it, discussion. That like, was a great like, conversation. At actually. the end of the day, it's like there's a lot of pressure in my fandom. Okay, And that because, is totally warranted. I totally because, get because, it. Because, like, I've learned something huge from Vader Immortal VR. I've learned yeah. something huge from Vader Immortal VR is that, to use a little bit of a historical analogy, um, you know, the Catholic Church dominated um, a culture in Europe um, from about, you know, after Constantine converted up until the point – that Martin Luther put up the ninety-five, um, the, you know, uh, edicts or theses, whatever it is, on the mm-hmm. on the wall of the Wittenberg Church, and then after that happened, there was a splintering effect called the Reformation, and after the Reformation, there was all these kind of sects of Christianity, right? It's mm-hmm. when Christianity kind of forked and exploded, right? Uh, became all these different versions of it, right? The Anglican Church, the Lutheran Church—I mean, hundreds and hundreds of little subsects, right? Um, Vader Immortal VR is a one. It's it's made very 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 specifically, I think, or at least it it lends itself. It, it, it's like pandering almost to Star Wars fans like me,
2: okay? Yeah. Okay. That,
3: that are obsessed with. The power of the lightsaber mm-hmm. that are obsessed with Vader and his story, mm-hmm. right? And there's, there's all that stuff in it about the Black Bishop. Is the Black Bishop Snoke? And, right. And, you know, now I've played the game like, you know, I, I mostly play the dojo, but I've played through the story like four times um, just because the story is a lot of fun. And um, my point is 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 that's almost my best case scenario now hmm. is that Star Wars – because it's still this like multimedia franchise that they still have pockets that are pandering to the different subsects of Star Wars fandom, right? Like, yeah. The people that love these new movies, you know, like and love what Ryan Johnson did and love what, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, J.J. are doing, you, right? Yeah. Enjoy, you know, the movies. Enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. This trilogy was for you. There, there you go. This trilogy was for you. The folks that love the past and like love like the old school George Lucas Star Wars, you can have something like Vader Immortal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is as pure Star Wars as you can possibly get. Then the people that are in the middle, maybe that's what, you know, uh Jedi Fallen Order are. Mm-hmm. People that are like Christian, that don't give too much you know, that care less about the Big Mac. Right. And are just love the whole universe of it all and like all the details and the planets and all that stuff, maybe that's what the Mandalorian is for. You know, If If you're you're a kid, you get Rebels or whatever the hell it is. You you bring up
2: a great point, and I think the point of I think anything is that you're going to get – if you love something so much and and there's enough of it, like a big conglomerate like Disney who's throwing this stuff out. If you're a Star Wars fan to the core and you're not liking the sequel movies but maybe you like the video game, well, then you go. You got something. But I know – the fans, we all include, want the movie. We want the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's the Big Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. not going to go order the chicken sandwich yeah. when you're craving right, a Big right. Mac. You're right. You're right. Vader so, Immortal VR is like the chicken nuggets. It's it,
3: awesome. You order it every time. It, no, you, you,
2: you're going. I you might. would order. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it, yeah you're but, like
2: Josh McCuga that right. goes to McDonald's and all he gets are the chicken McNuggets. Yeah. I get the chicken McNuggets. I get a ten piece of chicken McNuggets and I, and I get a Big Mac. Yeah, I get it. You know, but that's. Hopefully there is yeah. something in the last – or sorry, in the Rise of Skywalker yeah. that hopefully, hopefully can unite a lot of us together so we could all be on the same page because it's been a while since. I'm so hopeful. I am too and uh did you we'll see, wait uh, and see. Star Wars
3: Theory, like uh, um, I know we're about to pop out. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Theory posted um, – how long have we been running for? Uh, an hour now. Oh, OK, good. Yeah. Star Wars Theory posted something the other day I thought was really interesting. Um, so um, – is that uh, the best Sith? No. Um, okay. the The international poster came out for some country. Uh, you know. Okay. I'm not sure what the language of the country was, um, but the direct translation of the poster was the resurrection of Skywalker.
1: Mm,
2: okay. Oh boy.
3: I mean, look, that, that's just like you know, words are very tricky. Rise and resurrection could mean different things to different sure. people. Sure.
2: Well, I mean. If you take the resurrection of Skywalker, then we're going to see zombie Luke walking around. Right. Right. And Which I, you kind of predicted in a weird way. Did I? I mean I said – something. It, it was basically off of um, – where did I see it? Your big prediction is that there's going to be a big brunt of flashback Luke. Right. right. Yeah. Well, it's a wish. Right. Not a prediction because I don't know if they're going to do it. Yeah. But Especially I think after that they, what Mark Hamill just said. And. Sure. And, but the thing is, it's been set up, and I think if I were a Disney exec and if I were if I were Kathleen Kennedy and I saw the results of the fans in the last Jedi and everything, and I said, jJ, you want you want to do episode nine? Was, yeah, I'm interested. Great. come here, let's have a meeting. There's one thing yeah that I want you to do. That's it. One thing. give me a flashback of Luke Skywalker <laughs> right. and Ben Solo right. on a mission. … that connects to Snoke somehow. I want to uh, see that. First of all … I think it would it be great. breaks my heart that we don't have any backstory on Snoke. We have no idea who the fuck Snoke is. That's why I was going to bring Snoke in. Not only – this is what I like too about connecting the saga. You get shades of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan on a mission. Yeah. You get shades of Anakin and Obi-Wan on missions. And then you get all-powerful Luke being the Luke that some of these people really wanted to see, which yeah. is all-powerful Luke. Yeah imparting his wisdom on his pupil, and you can get a dynamic between the two. Ben Solo and Luke having some banter. They follow some weird signals, some signs, and they go this, and it's like, wait a minute. What's in there? I don't know. Something Snoke? Well, let's go and see what this is all about. And in that moment, Kylo Ren or Ben meets Snoke, and that seed is planted, and then Ben wakes up. Something something like that where we see some awesomeness from Luke and we see some awesomeness with Ben Solo. And we have the shades of those old Clone Wars cartoons with Anakin and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, as I mentioned, and Obi-Wan. And you get that feeling. It's like you get the echoes of the Star Wars. And then it's a force back vision that then enhances the character of Kylo Ren who's still being called by the light. And we further the story along. Why can't we do that? We've seen it in Force Awakens with Rey's vision. We saw the Rashomon effect with the three different what ifs right. and what happened with Ben Solo and Luke Skywalker. That was a fl- that was a full flashback. Yeah. that was no Force vision. That was Luke telling the story. Yeah, and yeah. Kylo telling the story. Yeah, I think it's the only true flashback in Star Wars. It really is the only true because if you look at Force Awakens, that's that's like. Yeah, it's not really a flashback as much as their visions, but
0: yeah, yeah, those he are utilized. Visions.
2: Those are their, visions. Their visions, yeah. but they were also flashbacks. Uncar plot holding on to little Ray as she watches the ship right, right, fly right, off. Right, right, That's right. That's a stray flashback inside a vision. So you can do it, right? Manipulated by the force. Manipulated by the force. Yeah, we're, we're
3: like Luke's flashbacks are flashbacks that are used to enhance. Uh,
2: exposition, Enhanced it, it, exposition, and also like, like like it's not like tied into like a mechanic in the story, right? But it's also giving the audience because it's called the Rashomon effect. The right, the different POVs, the and, different POVs, and what is the true, yeah, what story, is the truth? yeah, what is the truth? Well, yeah. that's up for the audience now, right? Which I love, but. Yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah, man. Guys, Look. we just walked in here not knowing what we're going to talk about per usual. Guess yeah. what? Look yeah, a hopeful. full episode.
3: Look again. Thank you guys for being so supportive. Yes, of, thank of, you. of Riley and I and uh, and Rule of Two and, and what we try to do here. Ultimately, I don't want to create a negative outlook on 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 Star Wars or or anything like that. Or actually, you know what? Maybe I'll rephrase that. I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. When it right. comes to their love of Star Wars, you know, yeah. but I do feel like Star Wars is such a, an endemic part of our, of our philosophy, of our culture, of our passion, of it's our in fandom.
2: A, it's in a lot of our DNA.
3: Yeah, that that like Mine we need to and be able to you know to like um, to criticize it constructively.
2: Yeah, I never I I never want people to think, you know, with the last Jedi and everything, it's not about if you don't like it, and we're having this conversation. And I, and I think I said. The best way I could put this is it's so different when you and I are sitting face-to-face mm. and you cannot like something and I can and we can have a nice conversation and we just happen to do it in front of some microphones. Right. But when it's this toxic stuff yeah. where it's like – like I always say, it's like if you don't like The Last Jedi, tell me why. Go fuck your mother. That's not a conversation. Right. You know, putting me down or saying shill or this or that, right. there's no conversation. If you say I don't like The Last Jedi because – it did blah 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 and this and that and it really bummed me out and this this and that oh i could work with that right. but it's when it's yeah. the other thing that's what we have a problem yeah with. and um, let
3: us know down in the comments uh, do you think that uh, star wars um the new star wars the sequels have misinterpreted the the lightsaber with disrespect the art lo- of the lightsaber Yeah, duel? like is the art of the lightsaber lost on
2: the sequels um, yeah, let us know your thoughts down below and let's keep the convo going. Let's do that because that is episode 48 in the books of Rula 2. Leave some comments. We do read them. Subscribe to Collider Video. Hit that little bell, please, and uh, you'll get all the updates from Collider Video's main YouTube channel. And check out all our shows. And if you like Rula 2, leave some comments on the Podcast One feed. Share it with your friends because Rula 2 is here every Monday talking Star Wars with me. Mark Riley and Mark Fernandez. So thank you for joining us for Episode 48. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. See you then.
3: Rise. Napa know-how.
0: Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa.